How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. In this episode, we'll be talking about your word. We'll talk about what your word is, and I'll mention that this is a semi-continuation of the Find Your Voice episode. Uh, we'll talk about the importance of what you say and its effects on things around you, and we'll talk about seeing the beauty in the words we put out into the world. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. So on this podcast, uh, for those who have listened to this podcast quite a bit, um, you'll know that we like talking about TV shows and movies because um, we've talked about a whole episode about it. Just because our life is basically, it kind of mimics a movie or a a movie mimics our lives and TV shows too. And the reason why today we want to talk about your word, it is a continuation of the Find Your Voice episode. But also, I just I just finished watching Suits again for like the third time or something, and um, wow. yeah, I'm I'm proud of myself too. So uh, there's a few things in Suits that really got to me. Um, one thing we'll talk about in another episode, but one of the main things is keeping your word, and in Suits it's a really big thing. Who is your favorite character in that show, and why? I'd have to go with Lewis. Oh, really? Wait, that's the... That's the... Okay, I'll, I'll go with Lewis. Yeah, Lewis I like Litt? Lewis. Yeah, 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 I like Lewis. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he, he's kind of he's kind of in there, and he's... Uh, everybody always forgives him for doing, like, the craziest shit, and uh, he's, uh, he's my favorite. My favorite guy is Harvey. So many reasons why I love him. Um, the power that he has in every word he says, and that's part of the... One of the main things is his word and he has a very big thing against perjury because the moment he perjures himself his word means nothing after that and francis i want i want your take on this do you think that once you perjure yourself once you tell a lie everything you say afterwards is it in question do you think so yeah of course i think in church they always say like like do you have to teach a kid to lie and the answer is no. And I think, uh, you know, since we all have the potential to, we always have to be on our guards about it from other people. Um, but I think the more you lie, the more people just just automatically don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And that's where that happens to be the problem that Harvey is solving by his big rule. Yeah. Just don't ever lie, at yeah. least in court, right? Or is that what perjury means? I don't know what yeah. perjury means. I'll be perjury, honest. Okay, okay. Perjury is when you lie under oath, and it's mm. you can get up to like five years for it because it's super, super hard to, um, like pro- to prove that that guy is lying. It's super hard to do that because it's going against their word. Um, and so yeah, like you said, it's a really big thing to perjure yourself and not follow through with your word. And in Harvey's case, um, the reason why he is the best closer in in um, New York or in the country, he says, is because he never, ever lies. He never perjures himself. So the moment he perjures himself, next time he tries to close a deal, 
it's just not going to happen because there's always there's always that chance like Harvey you're lying like you've perjured yourself you perjured yourself under oath and so in the same sense when we do the same thing when we lie and don't follow through with our word like you said there's always that feeling of distrust now so yeah never lie because it's basically incriminating yourself I think like the best Among Us players don't actually lie like when they're they're imposters they don't outright say that I'm not the imposter. They always have like an explanation for themselves that kind of leads uh, leads them away from the blame. I feel like I've found that like the best people that I've known to play no, imposter true. and always win are the people who don't really lie about being the imposter, who just kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, okay. yeah. I like that you brought up Among Us because I haven't played that game in forever, but when I played Among Us, I'm kind of exposing myself because I don't know if I'm going to play this game in a, for a while now. Um, but I don't like defending myself. If I'm the, the imposter, I never, ever defend myself. I always like, I always give an explanation without sounding defensive. Because the moment it sounds defensive, then everyone's like, ooh, why are you being defensive about this? And it just sounds like you're the imposter, even though you might not be. And even if you are, it's kind of like a dead giveaway. This brings up a point of half-truths. Now, we'll go into the definition of it, but right now, Francis, what do you, do you think telling a half-truth is going against your word? Okay, like, let's define it first. A half-truth okay, sure. is, when, is when you're not exactly telling a lie, but the way that you word it misdirects somebody who has uh, already, like, who already has a, uh, preconceived idea of what the truth is in their head and it's kind of confirming that truth for them even though it's not exactly what the truth even is and i think what was the example that we gave for this like uh yeah i remember do you remember uh i think it was something about art you should you should explain it though cause yeah so the example we thought of in the brainstorming sesh in the brainstorming sesh um let's <laughs> say you have a painting that you want to sell on on buy and sell or marketplace or whatever. And the person comes by and wants to see it. They come and see it and you're like, listen, I bought this painting for $300. That's the value of it right now. And I'm going to give it to you for 200, right? So that is, to them, that's a truth. But to you, it's only a half truth because what they don't know is that there's a scratch on it that they don't really see or there's something wrong with the frame or whatever it is that devalued it from 300 and maybe not even $200 at that point. But what the, what you told them is that you've bought this thing for $300. So that's the value of it. And so that's not telling a lie at all. You're just not telling the full truth. Uh, that being said though, now do you think that that is considered your word? Is that a good example of keeping your word? Yeah, I think that's what Harvey does. I think <laughs> I think his bread and butter is half truths because they're not technically lies, but um, but it really just comes down to the due diligence of the other person to ask the right questions about it. And so, like like if they were they were to buy this painting, yeah, like the guy could say a half truth by say, saying the price and saying the value of it, but not really. And implying the value of it, that's the thing, like you imply the value of it, um, even though maybe that's not really the value because there's a there's a, something wrong with it. Um, it's, up, it's up to the buyer to really ask the right question of whether or not there's a 
defect. If the if you ask the right questions, there's no way that the other person can't lie. There's no way that the other person can lie without uh without you like leaving there without buying this thing that's actually not worth it. Yeah. I agree with you that I think that it's not really you're you're not actually lying. You're telling a half truth and therefore you're technically keeping your word and there's nothing really wrong with that. In fact, there are laws there that it's telling people to, you know, if you really, if you want to sue this person for telling you this lie, there it actually has to be a lie. If it's a half truth, it's not good enough because you didn't ask yeah. the right questions. So mm -hmm. yeah. that is the law, right? But in your opinion, do you think that is um, good or is that bad? Like it's, it's, it's not the person selling it. It's not their fault anymore. The fault is placed on the person buying it. Now, do you think yeah, that's think, a, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, I think that's fine. Like half truths are, half truths are okay. Morally. I think there's a, there's an ambiguity there. If you know that you're selling some, some person, this defected, defective item. Um, yeah. I mean, it's up to you to decide whether or not that's a good thing or not to not right. leave that out. But really what it comes down to is the due diligence that you're supposed to, as a buyer, carry out, right? And this is because like, what if the, what if the seller didn't really know that there was a defect? You know, like if they, if they didn't know, then obviously it would be on the buyer, the blame if there was an actual defect of it. Yeah. And you know, if that genuinely happened, yeah, of course, like it would be on the buyer because he didn't do his due diligence. And I think when it comes to buying stuff, it sucks sometimes when you don't have all the information. I don't know if there are laws out there that kind of, uh, kind of say that if you don't have the all the information, like you're new to it or something, that you'd have like a that risk would kind of be put on the seller. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I I think it is okay too, um, but you know that's it's just I don't know. It's not it's not a. I wouldn't say it's a good thing. Right. And there's another point that you said, if the person, if the seller didn't actually know there was a scratch there, I would say that he's not telling a half lie or a half truth at that point. If he doesn't actually know the scratch, if the seller didn't know the scratch was there, then he'd be telling his full truth because that's all, that's all the information is given to him. Just like how the, the buyer didn't know that um, there was a scratch there in the first place. The truth given to him is that this thing's worth $300. So that's the truth to him. Um, now, the other point is I wanted to make is although that it is okay, it is the, it's fine to tell a half truth. Um, is it, a, if it's a question of good and if it's a question of right and wrong, it's in the right because you're not breaking any rules. Ethically, it's okay. But if it's a question of good and bad, morally, it's not, I don't think it's, I think it's bad. Do you agree? Yeah, it depends on the situation. I mean, if you're, if you're, in the boat where you didn't really know that there was a defect and you were selling it to a guy, then obviously it's fine. Yeah, of course. But like, yeah, if you didn't know, if you knew about it and you're just trying to get the most out of it, I feel like that's what all people would do. And that is kind of, uh, morally too, ambiguous. And you could, yeah. Yeah. You could, you could, you could say that there, yeah, there's obviously that argument also that it's on the buyer to kind of figure out what he's buying. But in the moment, you could really just sell it based on its uh, on its implied value. This 
So the reason why I wanted to bring up this question of right and wrong and good and bad and whose fault is it really is because now I want to move on to white lies and how that all connects to what I just said. Um, a white lie. Actually, Francis, I think you understand what white lies more than you understand it more than I do. Do you want to care to explain? White lie. Yeah. Okay. White lies are like when you say something that isn't true. So it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's done so that it could preserve, like, uh, it could preserve people's feelings, mm. and so that possibly by the end of the whole interaction, there's a there's a net benefit going on. Yeah, and. I'll just read what it says here. Uh, a white lie is a lie about a sm- about a small or unimportant matter that someone tells to avoid hurting another person. Now, um, when you tell a white lie, although it is unimportant, do you think that is not following your word? Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on how you make the other person feel by the end of it. Like, if it's such a small and important matter, I think. Uh, matter uh when when it after the situation if uh if the person if people are feeling happy like and you know all of a sudden somebody says like okay that was a lie straight up um then i feel like nobody would be mad or angry like everybody's just chilling like everybody's happy so i think that's i think that's where it's like it's fine but when it's a more important matter when something comes out where okay that was a lie People's feelings are probably going to get all wrangled. Right, but a white lie is only told in unimportant matters. That's the thing. Yeah. So when it's yeah. just unimportant. But um, so I I tell white lies all the time. Um, if my friends are listening to this, I'm sorry, but I, I tell it all the time because it's, it's meaningless. It's totally fine. But let's say you do get caught uh, or just been like, why'd you lie to me about that? Like what could have seemed unimportant might have been important to them. Let's say it's a haircut or something, right? And you're just like, oh yeah, that haircut looks totally fine. Like it looks good. And later on, maybe like three other people are just like, bro, that that haircut was not it, right? So then the fault is on you now because you told a white lie. Um, so I I always hesitate telling white lies because because after you get caught in, caught, telling a white lie then every other every compliment or anything you say after that is just like telling a like a total lie is going to hurt your word why okay so in half truths we talked about the right and wrong and so in white lies and the form in the kind of ethically and ethics right is it right or wrong to tell a white lie i'm thinking like i think i think i'm thinking too much like a chess player like what'll happen you know, ten moves down the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twenty moves down the line. I don't know if um, I don't know what the goal of the other party is when it comes to like knowing the information <laughs> uh, from you. Like, like say it say it's a haircut. Are they trying to get the best, get the most truthful answer? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to get? You oh. know, are, are they fishing for compliments? Like, are they trying to feel better about themselves? I don't know. Like, um, what is the goal of that person? What is your goal? Probably your goal is to. <laughs> I don't know what your goal is. Like, I think I think what you have to measure this by is how much everything 
um, how capable people are of doing what they need to do after all of this has gone gone through you know and I think all the way down the line if somebody knew that their haircut was bad and that they had now the knowledge that you know I'm not gonna have this I'm not gonna take this haircut from this person or um, I'm not gonna go for this hairstyle anymore then they're gonna be more capable to do what they need to do down the line so I feel mm. like maybe in that in that sense you need to it's your moral imperative to tell the truth so that this person doesn't you know is is more capable to do things in the future because he's like happy or, or they're happy about their haircut <laughs> and you know other people feel like their haircut looks really good um but that you'd have to have this kind of thought in your head while you're telling them the truth so that you don't hurt their feelings like you have to be straight up about it like okay you're not gonna i don't like that haircut <laughs> and i'll tell you that i don't and i'll tell you that down the line, I don't think anybody would take you seriously with that kind of haircut or something like that. <laughs> like you'd have to really justify it. And, and if the person understands where you're coming from, like you're really trying to help them out. I think that's like the ideal situation. But obviously when it's like, when it's like right there and your buddies, you're on the couch or whatever, and your buddy's like, yo, does this look good? <laughs> I don't know if, how, how, how well that's going to go down when you, when you're like, when you're given five seconds, right? Yeah, I gotta yeah. think about it. <laughs> like you're just gonna be like, "Oh, it looks good." <laughs> you gotta move on. Yeah. So I don't um, know. It's interesting that you said it's a moral imperative to. It's morally Im under moral imperatives. It's wrong to lie to them. I uh, tell a white lie, and that's interesting because I never thought about that. I, I my answer was going to be it's. It's right between right and wrong. It's wrong to say this white lie, but if it's good and bad, your lie was good because it made that person feel better. You did what you did to make that person feel better, and then you brought up this point of um, who's, where is it coming from? Like who's to blame is kind of what I'm trying to say here. Is is it the person asking? is my haircut good? Is it their fault? Like are they not making it clear? Like is this haircut good because I like it or? Are they fishing for compliments or whatever it is? Um, in this case, just like just like what we said with half truths and the buying buyer and seller, the fault is on the the buyer for not asking the right information. So in this case, the from what it sounds like your answer, it sounds like the the fault is on the person asking the question. Am I am I incorrect for saying that? Yeah, like if they really cared about it and uh like cared about somebody's opinion to try and figure out if their haircut would be viable in the long term <laughs> then i think they'd take some time they'd need to take some time to formulate a better question but you know at the same time it's a haircut right yeah right so um, i don't know <laughs> all right yeah. um let's take a quick break let the sponsors say what they have to say what do you think let's do it all right we'll be back right after this We're back from the first break here. Uh, going into the next act, I feel like I should bring up something I said in the last, the, well, not the last, but the episode about finding your voice, which was that um, as, a, as a human being with the potential to expel information, 
and communicate with other people with something as simple as your voice and the thing like the the, the voice box you have and the and your anatomy okay. in your anatomy okay you have the potential to give life to any situation i think that that means that you can give motivation to people give people energy really just be a positive uh a positive figure or like a like a source of energy for wherever you're at Vinny, do you agree with this statement um so the thing with that the thing i disagree i do agree that the stuff you say should be good it should be good things that you say um even if they're under the bad under a bad situation um stuff you say should you should really mean like that's what we said in the voice episode in finding your voice but i don't think that keeping your word should be um how do i say this should worry about someone's feelings does that make sense I feel like that's bad mm. to say but when mm, you yeah. have to say when you have to keep your word or say something um truthful right you the feeling of the other person should come second place and the truth itself should come first i don't know if that's kind of answering your question because i'm now i'm going to ask you this question do you agree with that yeah i feel like sometimes it's it's about how far down you're willing to have the truth impact somebody because because if it's for somebody's lifetime that this truth will help them out by you know being blunt about it then i think that's that's where they'll see the value in it and that's where their feelings are able to be put aside for this for this one piece of knowledge because they understand and you understand that for the rest of their life they will be better off by knowing something that you're going to tell them instead of you know preserving their feelings right i think that's like one of the factors that could go into it because i feel like there's very this is a gray area definitely there's mm -hmm. no black and white to whether or not you should be preserving somebody's feelings or telling them the truth about something bluntly i think there's many things to consider um when somebody's really down and when their i think self-esteem or their emotional well-being is crippled and crumbling you really don't want to be telling somebody something that is truthful and doesn't really care for their feelings obviously in that situation right that could break them and uh that's what you have to be mindful for um so you know those are the extremes for me and i think th yeah there's just a lot of gray area there now when i say that the feelings come second place to the truth now and also this ties into finding your voice um what i mean by it, the feelings coming second place is there's two ways of saying telling someone let's say video games there's two ways of telling someone they're bad at video games a is listen you're fucking bad at this game okay that's a <laughs> b is okay. um dude i think you need to you know play this game a little bit more before you can play with us um you're not like you're not that good for the lobbies that we play in so there's there's two ways of saying that um a is no consideration of the person's feelings at all 
And you know, if you're if you're really good buddies, I tell I tell that to Narayan every single day, <laughs> and he knows that I'm joking. Well, kind of. He knows that what I'm saying is kind of like in a joking matter manner, and like we love playing with him because he is bad. It's just enjoyable seeing him being the last one alive, and just you know, there's no shot of him dying because there is sometimes there is a chance he wins. But anyways, yeah. um, that's the A option. B option is listen, like maybe you should play by yourself for a little bit, get a hang of the game. That The second option takes that person's feelings under consideration. However, it's still truthful. It doesn't take that person's feelings to number one. Because if you take someone's feelings as the first priority, then you're not really going to tell them the truth, right? So you might just be like, oh, yeah, I can't believe we're using Ryan as an example, but oh yeah, Ryan, like you're so good at this game, man. Like you, you gotta keep work, keep playing with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's yeah. no truth with that, and that's that's when the person's feeling is number one. But if you have the person's feeling as number two, um, then you can still be truthful, but also have it it say it in a good way, right? So, is there so is there like a, is there an extreme side of being truthful then? Like not con- like I guess the extreme side would be not considering somebody's feelings at all. But I don't think anybody would go so far to that side as to actually fit, you're like, fucking bad <laughs> like yeah like yeah. like your intention is to belittle them and <laughs> i hope that's not somebody's like yeah so i think that those are the extremes like saying say like preserving somebody's feelings to the point that they but that that you lie to them which is a no-no and to the other side which is being truthful to somebody to the extreme of make like making them feel like shit like <laughs> like yeah i think yeah i don't know there there is there is yeah i think there is value in that though there is value in uh in that belittle side no matter how small it is because at least you're te- you're leading them down the right path yeah they they just have sure. to recover from it but yeah i i agree that there is no i think there's no real goodness apart from yeah I, I guess there is a goodness then there is a goodness in in preserving somebody's feelings and even lying to them to achieve that because by the end of the whole interaction they'll have the motivation to go do something whereas there's the possibility if you go the other way like all the way the other way they're not going to want to do anything after that because i think they'll just be like emotionally crippled just go like yeah that's interesting because what you're saying is um, there's value in there's value in telling th- that lie and having that pe- person's feelings first. That's what you're mm-hmm. saying, right? There's value in that, right? So yeah. I'd say there's the the value the amount of value there is equal on the other side on the polar opposite. Like what you said, if you just straight up tell someone you're terrible at this game, like delete it. Or maybe not, okay, yeah, but you tell her about this game, just delete the game or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In the same sense that it gets on the other side, it's like, you're really good at this game, like, you should keep playing or whatever. Um, They're motivated that way. On the other hand, they're just as motivated. They're equally motivated. One is motivated by love and the other one's motivated by hate, I guess you could say. Um, But I think equally, not very, it's not very good, but equally, they're, they're on the same level of motivation or goodness but it's not really that good at all <laughs> yeah i'll just talk about it like me and my buddies we we we're trying to find jobs right now 
and it's difficult because the the whole process is like writing uh, your resume and writing your cover letters and sending them off and if they're good enough uh, you get interviews and opportunities at interviews um, and then in this whole process right we're trying to we're trying to figure out what's best for each other and trying to really help each other and sometimes the the criticism could get a little bit harsh and so and so there's that there's the really clear um, duality of this whole situation whereas if you are too harsh with your criticism you wouldn't you won't want to send any more applications out because you're just discouraged and that's that's not good but on the other hand if you just tell them that it's good but don't have any truth you're going to be sending out a bunch of shit that nobody's going to hire you for true right so then right. there's i think the real skill in this whole matter is finding the balance and that's yeah that's kind of that's what that's what my answer to this whole thing is going to be like the, it's in the tact it's in saying <laughs> go to hell <laughs> but making them want or look forward to the uh journey I think the balance is having the f- having the person's feeling come second, and then the truth after. Um, I mean, no, truth first, and then and then the feeling is second place and how to yeah. word things. Yeah, um, no, I feel that. I feel that. I think it's hard to have feelings first and then and then the truth second. Um, I don't know what that would look like. I just can't really imagine it. You know, because um, if the feelings are first and you don't you want to preserve this guy's upbeat feeling you'd have to be i think you'd have to start with a lie i think it just have to be a lie um but when the truth is number one right so yeah okay and and to be honest and without realizing it we this ties into responsibility now it's your responsibility to to keep that balance and um you have here beauty and humanity you want to talk about that for a minute here yeah this was kind of a weird like um rabbit hole kind of uh thing that i was talking about one of my ramblings when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for this episode and i i came up with uh this little thing where i believe when you take the words that people are capable of putting out into the world um and kind of muddle them make them more or make them less of what they represent however you would do that maybe in contracts or you know stuff like that like like where you just you're just sick of sick of words by the end of looking at whatever you're looking at um that uh takes away the ability for people to tell stories and like we said before stories are how we see beauty in the world like the stories behind the mundane maybe that's uh that's the office <laughs> yep and uh like like you know st- and stories behind things that pe- a lot of people see as beautiful like flowers and stuff like that that's geometry i guess maybe that's the story that you're telling and the story behind geometry is that there's a there's a grand there's a grand pattern to this world that we're living in maybe that's a story but if you take away the ability to communicate that take away the words and take away not take away the words but but belittle the words that come out of people's mouths then it's saying that you don't want 
or that, that's against beauty in a sense because it's against communicating what what beauty is i think that's what i meant by it not totally sure because yeah during the rambling it was kind of weird but uh i think um what i'm this is i think this is kind of what the opposite or not really the opposite but what what i'm hearing is um you have to like not belittle someone's someone's ideas or voices right so i obviously i 100% agree with that but what i want to get to is your you your own word when you don't follow through with your word you're belittle you're belittling yourself you're diminishing your own self respect to the things that you say mm-hmm. um so and what the, another thing i'm trying to get to is your word is a reflection of who you are right so just like how when you say something or tell a story that there's no truth behind it you'd be ruining the beauty of you know the story itself therefore you'd be ruining humanity i guess in a bit in a large scale if everyone were just mm-hmm. telling lies about their lives um you'd they'd all be diminishing humanity altogether like if you're looking at your history books and you're just like wow all this wasn't true at all then our history was a total lie it was a complete false story um and so when you say something when you whatever you have to say if it's the truth if it's your word it's a reflection of you it's a reflection of humanity so whatever you say i think it should be the truth because again it's a reflection of who you are i yes, i think i can I I'll, I'll tell a, like my purse a story real quick that it's a it's a great example of what happened um my friend liam and i in high school we had this joke that that uh my family won the lottery and we just decided to take it into university and that was our first year in university and we would like casually bring it up into conversations like hey Vincent's family won the lottery like they won 50 million or whatever it was and all our close friends they all believed it until one day we were just like let's just tell them the truth cuz like they they're probably going to start telling other people and it was about a month or two after we like, we started becoming like, really good friends and um yeah they were like oh yo like that changes everything like i didn't know this and they're asking so many questions and we didn't end up telling everyone that and i totally forgot that it ever happened and so my friend Kyle came over the other day and again this ha- this happened 2 years ago and he came over the other day and we were talking about the lottery cuz it was brought up in school in class and he was like yeah it's funny that and Kyle was like yeah it's funny Vincent that you brought up the lottery cuz you know your family won the lottery and i was just laughing to myself and Jordan and i looked at each other and we were just like oh shit he still believes that and so I had to sit him down with like, listen, Kyle, that never actually happened. Like, we never ended up winning the lottery. And then he, like, like looked at me in shock and was like, no, I don't believe you. You guys actually won the lottery. You're just saying that and all that stuff. And from that moment on, I realized what I had done. I had realized that no matter what I say now, no matter what I say to Kyle, there's always it's always going to be in question. And so now it's a reflection on who I am. That lie has is a total reflection of what kind of person I am. And do I regret do I regret telling that lie? Not really. Because again it's a reflection of who I am and I've grown because of it. But if I could if I could go over and do that whole story again, I probably would do it the exact same way. Because now there's a realization of how much your word really means. And yeah, it's just your responsibility to keep your word now. That's the end of my yeah, story. I like that. <laughs>
because it shifts the it like originally the reason i brought up responsibility was that i thought or i i still think like i believe that as a human being communicating with other human beings you have the responsibility to try your best like you're not always going to do it but try your best to bring life to the situation with the words that you say but i realize now from what you've been saying that that acts towards you as well you can bring life to your own self by being truthful to yourself and really um being able to have conviction because you know that what you're saying is always uh, true. And I think there's, there's a power in that. I think that's what Harvey has. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. That's exactly what yeah. Harvey has. And that's why there's so much power. And that's why he's the best closer is because his word, he'll always follow through with his word. And um, I, I encourage everyone listening to this, the comp- everybody, to try to always follow your word whether it's to someone else or to yourself. And that's the hardest part, is following your word to yourself. Um, let's say like you, you tell yourself, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna go for a run. And you say, I wanna do this five times a week, right? And you wake up the next morning and you don't do it. Or let's say you do it, you do do it. The next morning you do do it. And you're like, I'm doing this five times a week, I gotta do it the next day. You wake up and you don't do it. And the next day you don't do it again. Then you just took your two two days break and you don't do it the third day. See, now you're following, now you're not not following your word. You're not following your responsibility to do this. And um, Francis, would you agree that that will hurt your self-esteem when you don't do it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, not following through is like, yeah, not following through is the worst. Like, yeah, you feel pretty bad about it. That's all I can say about that, really. You feel bad about it. Like, you want to do something and you have the goal, but when you don't follow through on it, it just feels bad because it's not right. It's not It's not what you wanted. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. there's... You can put a positive spin on this and you could say that, yeah, you, you're going to learn a lesson from it and you're going to say... You're going you're gonna to learn from the disappointment of not following through. Um... But yeah, it really has to start with the fact that it's not going to feel good. It's really going to suck when you set out to do something and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not done. Yeah. I, I think the reason why it's not going to feel good and I'm speaking to personal experience here. The reason why it doesn't feel good is because now next time you tell yourself, all right, next week I'm going to do it. There's always going to be something on a, maybe on a subconscious level, or maybe it's just a voice in your head that said, you did. You said this last week, and you didn't do it. So what are the chances you're gonna do it again? See, that hurts your self-esteem. That's telling that your it's your own mind, it's your own self-esteem telling you that you didn't do it. You didn't do it last week. You're probably not gonna do it this week, and that hurts. That's why. That's why it feels bad. And I, again, this is personal experience. Like I've done this um, throughout the summer. Um, luckily, I pulled myself together and like started you know, getting back into the routine of working out. But there was like a month there in the summer where I was like, I put it off, ended up only doing, only working it out four times a week instead of five. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a, there's a, there's a point I want to make where if you say that you're not like, don't, don't put any expectations on yourself to do something that could also be very powerful. Oh, 
Okay. Like, not say that you're going to do something for sure, but like have that in the back of your mind that this could be something that I want to do. Um, the fact that it's there and uh, that you want to do it, but you haven't made a goal. <laughs> Sometimes it could help. Sometimes it could help because when you have a goal, maybe there's like underlying feelings that, oh, there's a pressure now. And now there's like, it's much more difficult to get started because there's the pressure behind it. There's the commitment behind it. But saying that, you know, it's something that you want to do, something that you're interested in, that could be very, uh, that could be very helpful in starting something new or keeping on with the process of doing something. I feel like when it comes to motivation, where it comes from is very subconscious rather than conscious. You can't really decide whether or not to be motivated towards something. Like you can't say to yourself that, okay, right now I'm gonna start, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna work and it's gonna happen. I think what it is, is it's starting with a question more than anything. Starting with, why do I want to do this? Yes. And having that happen in your in the background and really just having that develop, like b- having that built up while you're living, while you're experiencing life and kind of formulating the why as you go can really be that motivation that you're looking for at the end of the road when you actually feel like you have what it takes to start. So yeah, like when it comes to when it comes to your word and setting the goals for yourself, uh, this is just like a side thing, like a total tangent of what I've been talking about. I think it's I think it's true and I think we should like bring it up in another podcast because I'm feeling the energy here. I'm feeling that you nice. like this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I do. So but yeah, that's the thing. Like you just don't have to say yes or no. It's not black or white all the time. Maybe it's not the answer where you have to start. It's not the yes or no. It's the question. Oh. It's whether or not you want to do it in the first place. Damn. Yeah. Read, read. Um, what is it? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I yes, don't understand what is. I'm talking about. Yeah, um, it's a good, yeah good no, one. we've talked about this in, a, in an episode. It's not about the answer. And I think it's in the book that it says, like, the answer to life isn't, like, an answer or something. It's a question. It, what matters is the question. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the whole message. That being said, let's take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. We'll be back right after this. All right, and we are back. So I talk, I say this every single episode. I'm saying it again. If this is your first time listening to this episode or first time listening to this podcast on Act 3, um, which is usually after a third break, we ask these questions. And these questions are for not just for us to think about and answer. We want you guys, we encourage you guys to think with us and to answer with us um, based on your own experiences, your own thoughts, and also having the stuff that we have said in Act 1 and Act 2 in mind. If it influenced you in any single way or in any way possible, please, we encourage you to think with us and when you answer these questions to yourself. Um, which is worse, white lies or half-truths? Francis, which is worse? White lies are worse. Ah, okay. Okay. Yes. Why is that? Because... They lead to a world without direction. That was deep. Very deep. Thanks. I'm nodding my I, head. 
I I agree. I think white lies are worse than half truths. Um, just because you know we talked about this for basically all of Act Two. Um, the feelings. If feelings are first and truth comes second, then then it's a world of hurt. And so, like we said, truth is the feelings have to come second. So when you tell a white lie, although it's okay, it's definitely okay to tell a white lie because it it is harmless in a in a sense. At the moment you say it, it is harmless. It's unimportant. But what Francis is saying, no direction. Like, dude, that's so facts. Like, if we go back to the haircut thing, if you tell someone, yeah, dude, I love your haircut. <laughs> I really like your haircut. Then they're gonna go back to that barber and they're gonna get the exact same haircut. <laughs> there's no direction there. So yeah. yes, dude, there's no direction. Yeah, I was thinking like, how could you boil this down to something, something succinct? And I was thinking like, maybe you could say, do you want a world? Do you want a world full of dead ends, or do you want a world with puzzles to solve? Because I feel like Whoa. the puzzles, because I feel like the puzzles are when you have the, when you have the, the truth. Oh but my god, dude, that's so good. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, because because uh, <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Holy. But uh, because because the puzzles are like when I don't want to I don't want to ruin it by trying to explain it because I feel like I, I always do that, but yeah, I'll just do it because I like to tickles yes. my ego. <laughs> uh, because the puzzles are like when you, you when you first look at a puzzle you're like down about it you're like pissed off because it's like it's very it's very it's a lot of work yeah it's a lot of work you know that it's there to be solved and that's kind of an asshole thing but you do it and then once you finish it you feel good because you've solved it and it's the truth and it's uh, you know yeah. Um, the way I thought of this the dead ends is white lies. Am I correct? Yes. You're right. Okay, so, dude, I love that you thought of this. Um, a white, a half, a dead end is a white lie because you're, you're, there's no direction, like you said. But when you tell a half truth, just like a puzzle, you see the, the, the finished product, you see it in front of you, but it's up to you to find the puzzles and put them together. So you have the idea of what this thing is but it's up to you to find the full truth. Um, that's why we said the, the fault is at the buyer who wants to buy the painting because he didn't ask the right questions. He wasn't looking for the right information. And so, yes, I agree. Um, would you rather have a world full of dead ends or a world full of puzzles? And if you really think about it, we live in a world that's super complicated right now, full of puzzles. We got to figure our way through life. So... Yes, man, I love that. Is it about the words you say or how the words make them slash you feel? Now let's start with the make them feel first. Is it about the words you say or how the words make them feel? The strongest feelings are, are felt when the words are just mind-bendingly good. I think it's uh, the words first, but at the same time, the words... You don't really have to communicate with words at all to make people feel. Maybe it's in your actions. And uh, oftentimes it is in your actions. When the words are just, just so good, then the words can make you feel. But is this a question of what's more important? I think 
I think so because I have it as is it is it about the words you've? I think so. It depends how much you want somebody to go away with the words that you say. Like if you want them to, if you want them to really remember it, then you're gonna put in some effort to make them feel good while they're listening to it, or at least have some have some common ground there. I think that's the uh, that's the very essence of the idea of a meme, right? I was kind of confused why the meme thing the word was brought up when when we were researching spiral dynamics and i think they came up with that because meme it actually means the same thing in the in the uh in the topic of spiral dynamics as it does when people like post stuff on instagram you know and twitter like the meme is essentially what like a succinct way of conveying an idea that relates to what somebody's thinking at the time or their frame of thinking at the time so that's why like when you see a meme and you can really relate to it which is what memes are like just relatable really like really relatable pieces of media (laughs) then then you just like automatically connect you like laugh you're like oh i want to share this with somebody like that's what a meme is and how this relates is that sometimes you got to make memes in order to get your get your message across and get your words heard you have to relate to what people are thinking in their frame but if it's not true then like we said you're leading people into dead ends and that's not good so i think yeah it's about the words you say definitely it's about the words you say i agree um that this goes back to what we mentioned just a few minutes ago um it's Feelings come second. It always comes. It should always be the second thing. And so is it about the words you say or how the words make them feel? It should be first the words you say, which is the truth. If it's the truth, then sure. But on the other hand, how the words make them feel, then then it's about feeling. It's about them feeling good. And so the truth can be lost in that. Um, so my answer is it's about the words you say. It's it's more about that. And of course feelings come second, so make sure you say it in the the best in the best goodest way possible. Um instead of saying they're really bad at a video game, just tell them you need to work on your video game skills. You need to work on the sticks cuz I'm goaded on the sticks and you're not. So I mean maybe not say that, but still, <laughs> you get the point. Um so yeah, I agree with you. I think it's about the words you say. And um, feelings come second. Is it about the words you say or how the words make you feel? Like when you're telling yourself certain things, when you want to, you know, follow through with your own word to yourself. Is it when you're telling yourself that stuff, when you're telling your your conscious, your, your self-esteem, when you're talking to your self-esteem, is it about the words you say or how it makes you feel? Mm. Now, this might shift a little bit, but what do yeah. you think? Yeah, so the conscious, I think... I, I attach to that word a lot because when I go into my mind and it's just clear and it's like, it's like good. Um, I believe what I say and the, and the feeling that I get from what I say when I talk or when I reconnecting with myself, when I'm connecting with myself, it, it goes hand in hand really. Um, the initial motivation, I think that's what, that's what this is asking. Like, what do you prioritize? Um, I guess when you're going through some trouble, do you prioritize telling yourself what you want to hear or what you need to hear? And I feel mm. like that is that is that they both are 
connected in some way. Yeah, like you need to have both in order to have either one of them. Like you can't have one without the other because what you need to hear, maybe it's not something that you want to hear, but then you brush it aside. So then what you need to hear is kind of like like disregarded. But if you if it's something that you want to hear, then you're not going to give it any thought because you're yourself and you argue with yourself and you say to yourself that that's like bullshit. Why are you telling me that? It makes me feel good, sure, but like it's bullshit. Like you need to have it both ways or else you're not going to take your own advice. You're not going to take yourself seriously. And that's uh, it's pretty important. So what you're saying, it's, it's about the words you say and not about how it makes you feel, right? No, I say... It's kind of what I'm I hearing. Say, I say it's both. Okay, 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 okay. Like in terms of initial motivation, I think, at least to me right now, it might change, but I think to me how I make myself feel is kind of my entryway. And then I suss out what the words <laughs> are that are that are actually useful when I'm trying to, <laughs> I guess, in a sense, make myself feel better about something. Um, yeah, and then I take the best one. And then when I do take the best one and it's actually true, then I make, that that feels much better. That That feels really good rather than just like the okay good that I started with. My answer to this, Originally, I wanted to say um, it's about how the words make you feel because, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about, it's about it's in that arena of the like, for example, the self-esteem episode or the art of controlling emotions or self-acceptance. It's about the stuff you tell yourself. It's about how it should make you feel. Um, But I think we're also forgetting the fact that we're human and we make a lot of mistakes, we make a lot of wrong choices. And so that acknowledgement of always, or not always, but making those wrong choices, making those mistakes because we are human, that changes my answer to, it's about the words you say. And so the way that, I'm gonna bring this back to last summer um, when I was trying to get myself to work out. So from January, March, April, May, June, July, June and July, I was real. I was like going for runs five times a week, on the treadmill, doing all that stuff. And then August, oh no, sorry, June, July, August, I was doing that. September kind of like fell off a little bit. Then October, November, December, I was back on it. And the way I brought myself back into it was asking the question: Why do you even want to work out in the first place? Like, what is the goal here? Why do you want to do this? Um, you know, there's different answers to this. My number one answer was that I'm healthy in the future. So I'm working on now for my future. Um, you know, that's the whole thing about hope. And so it kind of ties in here now. But sorry, so I went like, why do you want to do this? And I gave myself an answer. And then it's just, okay, then do it. Like, why aren't you doing this right now? Like, why why aren't you getting up and doing this? See, see, in this situation, my feelings were never in question. I was always pushing myself harder and harder. Um, now, people can argue that they can't, some people just can't do that. Um, and I like to tell you, you're lying. You're lying to yourself if you're telling me that you can't do that. Now, that's a hot take. I don't know how true that is. I just wanted to get that emotion out there. That's just how I feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I, I could, personally, it could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I personally disagree. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I just needed to get that emotion out there. I don't know how true okay, that is. Yeah, it's yeah. just how I feel. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's it's the words you say. I don't know. I think there's still a conversation there. I still feel like it's both like like 
in the bottom of my heart, I feel like when you're talking to somebody, it can't be, it can't be either the words you say or, uh, or the feeling that you have behind it. Because I feel like part of the truth, part of the truth that goes into what you say is in the feeling that you leave behind. And, um, that's, that's where, that's where my whole, I think my whole argument is like, you know, people say like, there's that famous quote, people don't remember what you say to them. They remember how you made them feel right. There's that really important quote. I'm going to, I'm going to brush that aside. And although I do agree with that, I don't like how it's stated because it makes you, it makes it seem like how you make somebody feel is the most important thing. And that leads to lying and all that stuff. And that's not good. But I want to say that when you are really cognizant of what you say to somebody and say something that is really valuable to them and what they need um, and it relates to what their current situation is, what they're feeling, um, like the meme, like it relates to, you know, it relates to them on a deep personal level or whatever, then you can really make good things happen. And it, 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 it more than anything shows how human beings, um, it brings about this story, the story that human beings are communicators first and foremost, and that the feelings that somebody gets from communication, uh, from proper communication, um, just makes that story more apparent that we are communicators and not just the information that we, that we, uh, that we communicate to each other is important, but how it makes us feel on a deeper level. That's also important to keep the idea of communication going and strong. Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree with that. I, I that, okay. I a hundred percent agree with that. But the reason why I answered the question, the way I answered it is because I just, just by looking at the question, it just made me feel that I had to pick one way or the other. And if, and ideally, ideally, right? Like it'd be what you said. Um, it'd be both. It's about, it's how you keep communication alive. It's the feeling that you leave behind is just as important as the stuff that you say. The way, the reason, again, like the reason why I answered it is because I was just picking one over the other. But yeah, I agree that the, it, it, they're, they're both part of the, the factor when you th- say things. Yeah, I think 100% like what's part of it too is that you have to know what to work on too, right? The, that's the question. I feel like that's my biggest question. Like, what's the infinity here? It's both, right? It's both, and we kind of, uh, I, I hope we agree on that. Like, it's both, but what, both in what way? Like, right. both so that truth comes first, both so that feelings come first, both so that, <laughs> like, like, when you're communicating with somebody, how do you incorporate these things to reach infinity? Like just doing it so that you know, like that's the question. Like that's what's racking my brain. So what I'm trying this, to figure out. This ties into the question: Is it important to keep your word always? That's exactly what it, it ties into this. And for people like new listeners or people that just forgot, um, we have certain lingo in this in this podcast, and infinity is one of them. Where when you think of infinity, it's just it's. Uh, a number, not really a number. It's just it's an entity that you can't really reach, um, and we've we've used it tons of time in the podcast, a handful of times at least. And in this sense, we're thinking like 
what is the infinity here? What is the the goal that's an unattainable goal, but it's a goal that we can always try to reach? Mm. And the way the way I see this is I think the infinity here is telling is is telling the truth while also like telling the full truth while also keeping the other person's mind and feelings as a factor. Um when you're always, always doing that, it gets hard because, like, it's it's just a mental juggle to keep the two in yeah. mind, right? Yeah, so and I it think, gets impossible. Exactly. I think at times because you can't exactly. really know what the other person, what would speak to them and what would really change their mind about something because you don't know their whole story either. Exactly. So, yeah, that's the infinity. That is the infinity. Not, yeah. Just oh just man, always just always be a the infinity is being a hundred percent like right all the time like right about the words you say how you say it and how it makes them feel that's the infinity being a hundred percent right in that sense i mean that's tough like i've never i've never been a hundred percent in that like from a from a week to week basis i've never been a hundred percent um right so yeah but it's something we could strive for hopefully exactly have, that's uh, that's the goal that's the goal of infinity yeah dude you know what i'm realizing like this this whole conversation it no this is another tangent like it's it's a total tangent but in engineering there's standards obviously there's standards because you need to have a massive uh agreement on specific things so that when you when you're building things things can work out like they interface with each other and it's all good and that's that's what this is it's communication um, so that everybody's on the same page so that the memes you tell people are always going to be <laughs> are always going to be useful i don't know if that made any sense but <laughs> what i'm trying to say is like when you're when you're talking to people when you're communicating with somebody it reaches them on a personal level and in engineering what that amounts to is that when you're designing something it it conforms to something like a standard that's been thought about and that's been agreed upon by a lot of smart people yeah it's just something that i kind of related to my own studies but yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's fair i guess what a final answer here final answer yes or no is it important to keep your word always <sighs> Woo! i mean i'll let you think about that for a sec but i have an answer already and i think I mean, we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about white lies. We talked about half-truths. And half-truths are, we're saying that it's part of keeping your word, whereas white lies aren't really. Um, so what I'm saying is, is it important to keep your word always? My answer is yes. I think it's it's hurtful to lie. I've done it. I, apparently, I've been doing it for two years. I didn't realize that. And um, <laughs> yes. I think it's important to keep your word. And from a day-to-day -day basis, whenever I have a conversation with Jordan and there's always a question of lying about something, he's always the first person to say no. If we have to lie about something, he's always like really hesitant about it. And I don't know what came about, like what happened to him that made him think that way, but I'm starting to shift my, my mind to that way of thinking. Um, it used to be, like nowadays, it used to be quite easy to like lie to people, even people that I care about. Um, I would lie to them just because, you know, it's just an easy way out. But 
life isn't made to be easy. And so telling the truth is hard because of that reason. And yeah. um, no matter how hard it is, I think it's important to keep your word always. So, yeah. Um, the way I define it, the way I define it, um, I'm going to say that the way that my mind thinks, I'm going to be honest about how I see w the, the brain that is in my head. I see everything as gray, right? I see like, I see the ambiguity in most things, which is why for me, it's pretty hard to say like yes or no to any given thing, which is why I can shut down or maybe talk for hours about any given decision. Something, something like this podcast helps that <laughs> helps me like vent that out a lot, which is good. But, um, yeah, well, the way my mind works is that there's an ambiguity and there's a gray area. And the way this question is worded is that, is it in important to keep your word always to me there's a there's an inherent downside to the concept of a word as something that is absolute and something that doesn't change even if you some, something that when once you carve in stone is always going to be there right i think that i'm not saying that like time will change it because obviously it does like your opinion and your knowledge will change what you think your word is going to be because you'll gain more knowledge but the very idea of keeping a word to me is is very uh yeah it's too it's too harsh i guess in a sense because there's um yeah it's just too harsh i'm trying to i'm trying to find the words to explain why i feel this way but because in my mind everything is a creative pursuit that has ever been made by humanity there can't be an absolute at all in my mind and that's just how my mind works so in my mind there is no word to keep because everything is <laughs> essentially <laughs> up for discussion you know and that's what, okay. I'm, that's what i'm trying to say really yeah. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> no, that's that's I'll, I'll give it i'll give you that is a very interesting answer i'll, I'll give yeah. you that I was, I was not expecting that to be Thanks. honest i was expecting you to just say outright no because of that gray area but you just turned it all around and said there is no word to keep or something like that you know, yeah you know, yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't want to justify okay. it for myself but that's just how that's just how my mind works it's yeah, like yeah. it's not very it's not very uh decisive yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know it was a stretch. It was a stretch for sure. But um, <laughs> I think I think I it was my responsibility to explain how I think <laughs> yeah. and to explain why, like, because in my mind, like what this what this question could be interpreted as is, is it important to keep your word always? And in my mind is that question could be related to how much do you value the truth? And I didn't want to say outright that I didn't think that it was important to keep your word always because that would mean that I don't value the truth. And of course I do, but I think that the truth is always up for discussion. And in my mind, that's just how it works. Like I could always talk about what's right and wrong and whether or not something really is what it is. Uh, so yeah, that that's my answer. Uh, for me, I just want to say before we close off here, you just mentioned this idea of valuing the truth and me personally, I think the reason why I have such a strong opinion about is it important to keep your word always is I value the truth like heavily. I, I heavily value the truth. Um, and it's kind of ironic because I used to lie a lot about pretty much anything I can get away with. <laughs> um, but 
you know, as I matured, I guess you could say, um, the truth becomes more important, not from other people, but from me to them. So everybody, we talked about a lot of things today. So the topic for today was your word. What does it mean? It means like whatever comes out of your mouth. Um, we talked about how when you speak, what is important and the main the main schools of thought on this topic in our podcast in this episode was whether or not it was important to say what was truthful or to have the people involved uh, or who you're speaking to have them and their feelings be inserted into the equation and why we thought that these were polar opposites was that in this case if you really really um, prioritize somebody's feelings that could lead to lying and that could lead to not saying the right or saying the thing that you believe is the truth but on the other hand obviously if you say the truth to some people and it's a harsh truth then that's not going to fare well for your relationship with the, with the person you're talking to we talked about what you know what 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 were the what were the pros and cons of both sides that was that brought us into suits and harvey specter's own uh rule for not ever perjuring himself um brought us into some personal stories uh vinnie's lottery story very <laughs> very interesting uh and we talked about you know, the difference between, you know, the both sides of these things could be boiled down to what is a, like a white lie or a half truth. Uh, a half truth being something that's not totally, well, these, these are both on the bad side, obviously. You don't want to do these all the time, but a white lie is something where you say a lie to somebody, but you preserve their feelings. Eh, you're saying a lie still, right? That's bad. Half truth, you're saying the truth, but it's not necessarily what the other person is going to get the most value out of and that's morally amb ambiguous as well because you're not giving uh you're not giving people what they deserve in a way and then you know we talked about uh we talked about beauty in somebody's word you know that was a fun conversation talked about your word and its importance to yourself and then we ended off with the three questions which is worse white lie versus half truth okay Second question, is it about the words you say or how the words make them, important distinction, them or you feel? And last question, is it important to keep your word always? So we just ended off with those questions, just talked about them. Yeah. Really fun episode. Well, I, yeah. re I was really brainstorming this episode. I was really passionate about it because of that, your word. And I just finished watching Suits, so it was all like kind of perfect for me. Um, so yeah, I think one thing to add to that is it's a question of infinity again. Um, you're never, we're never ever going to reach infinity. It's just, it's just an entity that we're never going to be able to reach. But the goal is always trying to reach it. And here it's always, you're juggling the truth and the person's feelings. And that is really hard to do. And not a lot of people can do it a hundred percent of the time for the, for their whole life. And I don't think anyone can really do that. Um, so the goal is to always try and um, we encourage you guys to to think and um, you know act on what we've well not really act but you know have this in mind the next time you 
want to say a lie or you want to tell someone <laughs> that they're bad at a video game or whatever it is. <laughs> and um, we want uh, you guys to share your stories, share your thoughts with us. And you can check out all our social medias um, on Instagram, on TikTok, and even our email if you ever want to, I don't know, maybe be on our podcast possibly. If you have a fresh new idea, give us an email and we'll definitely consider it. That all being said, um, thank you for vibing with us on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I've been Francis. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. We love you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.